Modern life. Between careers, kids, and health, it can be mayhem. That's why we're here. I'm Dr. Lisa Varghese-Kroll. And I'm Dr. Lonre Falusi. We're physicians, moms, and longtime friends who break it all down for you. Wondering how to juggle all the balls and still stay sane? Looking for advice but don't want to be overwhelmed? Curious about how to make the most out of life for your family but enjoy it at the same time? You're in the right place. Welcome to Health and Home with the Hippocratic Hosts. On this episode, we're talking about traveling during a pandemic. What are the current recommendations for staying safe while traveling, whether you're vaccinated or not? What about traveling with kids? When do you need a mask? We have answers to all this and more. Hey, hey, Lisa. Hey, Lonre. Welcome back. Woohoo! So excited <laughs> for our start of season two of the show. Yes, we are. We took a little hiatus and now we're back and looking forward to another season of chatting with you all. Lon, what did you do over these past three months? Mm, not much. Did some laundry, ran errands. Oh, and I had a baby. <laughs> uh, so my husband and I had our third child, another baby girl. So, Yay! you know, the future is female in the Felucci house. Um, yeah, and she's doing great. And her sisters are completely in love with her. It's, it's been an adjustment. Yeah, yeah. Aww, and we're all so excited for you guys and the oh, new thanks. addition to our joint crew. <laughs> my hiatus was similarly eventful. You know, you you mm-hmm. had a new baby. I cleaned out my kids' closets. You know, same, same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that actually and, can be pretty stressful. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, since maternity leave is not a vacation. Yes, thank you. Right? You're probably ready for a real vacation. As are you, I'm sure, right? I mean, <laughs> here, we've here. all been right cooped up for the past year, which, you know, was necessary to do our part to curb mm-hmm. the spread of COVID-19. But now COVID vaccines are widely available in the U.S. Cases are dropping. Businesses are opening back up. The weather is getting warm again. You know, so for many people, this feels like it's a great time to travel again. So, at least since we're both fully vaccinated as are our spouses, do you have a dream vacation that you want to take right now? Eesh. Where where don't I want to go right now is the better question. Like any change of scenery feels like it would be a dream vacation. Yeah, you, the I, garbage dump. I mean, right. it's just not my kitchen. <laughs> I feel you, right? Like, I mean, for me, fresh air and an ocean is so therapeutic, you know, but folks, we're still in a pandemic, right? So how can we do this safely? Um, the CDC recently released new guidelines for vaccinated people which really relaxes the previous recommendations on masks and social distancing. But there are still lots of questions about what this means for travel or for kids who are too young for the current vaccines or for people who can't get the vaccine for one reason or another. Right. It's a lot to digest. So Mm -hmm. let's get to it. All right. First, what are the experts recommending about travel? Well, generally, it's important to delay travel until you're fully vaccinated. That means two weeks after your second dose of a two-dose vaccine, like the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines, or two weeks after your single-dose vaccine, like the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And this also applies to other vaccines that perhaps are not given in the U.S. at this time, but have been authorized for emergency use by the World Health Organization, vaccines like the AstraZeneca vaccine. 
Right. You know, it takes our bodies about two weeks to generate all those amazing antibodies (laughs) after you're vaccinated. And people who are vaccinated are much, much less likely to catch COVID or to spread it to others. So what are the recommendations for travel during this time? We'll say this a few times during this episode. The guidance we're providing here is based on the best evidence as presented by the CDC, the World Health Organization, and other public health agencies. And they are continually gathering data. You know, and with that, the guidance needs to evolve with the data. So these recommendations may become looser or tighter depending on the rates of COVID in a particular community, for example. So always, always double check trusted sources as you're making travel decisions from the most you know, current information. And we'll post several resources in our show notes on our website at hippocratichost.com. So let's start with domestic travel. According to the CDC, if you are fully vaccinated, you can start to resume most of the activities that you were doing before the pandemic, including travel within the United States. Unless your destination requires it, you do not need to get tested before or after travel, and you do not have to self-quarantine after travel. All right. I am putting on my hat and sunglasses right now. (laughs) I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. I'm out. (laughs) Okay, maybe after the show. (laughs) Listen, you're not going anywhere without me and your carry-on, okay? I I refuse to let you go without me. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) But yeah, there's a little more that we should explain. You know, like, for example, here's one major change from last year. For vaccinated people, if you've been around someone who has COVID-19, you do not need to stay away from others or get tested unless you have symptoms yourself. If you do develop symptoms of COVID-19, you should get tested and stay home and stay away from others, but you no longer need to test or quarantine if you're exposed and stay asymptomatic. So that's a huge change, and it's all thanks to these really effective vaccines that we're lucky Mm -hmm. enough to have. Now, the caveat is that if you live or work in a correctional or detention facility or a homeless shelter and are around someone who has COVID-19, in those settings, you should still get tested, even if you don't have symptoms. And then for international travel, make sure to read the details about your destination before traveling outside the United States. So the CDC regularly updates their website with recommendations by destination, and we'll link to that in the show notes. On that site, you'll see that a level one country is one where COVID transmission is very low and a level four country has very high transmission. So they advise avoiding all travel to level four countries. But even if you're traveling to a level one country, all travelers are advised to, quote, wear a mask, avoid crowds, stay at least six feet from people who are not traveling with you, wash your hands often or use hand sanitizer and watch your health for signs of illness. And for domestic travel, we mentioned that you don't need to test or quarantine before or after travel. For international travel, you don't need to get tested before leaving the United States unless your destination requires it, but you still need to show a negative test result within the previous three days or documentation that you recently recovered from COVID-19 before boarding an international flight to come back to the United States. You should also get tested three to five days after you return from international travel, but you do not need to self-quarantine after arriving in the U.S. So bottom line, if you're fully vaccinated, you now have much more freedom to travel and can do so safely domestically and to many international destinations as well. So we're still mandated to wear a mask on planes, buses, trains, and other forms of public transportation, 
anytime that we're traveling into the United States, within the United States, or out of the United States, um, and in U.S. transportation hubs like airports and stations. You know, also, each state has its own rules on where masks are required inside businesses. So keep your masks handy. They're not going anywhere <laughs> completely anytime soon. Um, and, you know, please don't be that person who berates the employees about wearing a mask and ends up as a viral video. <laughs> Just remember that wearing masks is a sign of consideration for other people. That's right. You know, right. Plus, our frontline workers have been through so much and we owe them our thanks. So these newly relaxed guidelines and our safety to return to some level of normal activities really depend on people getting vaccinated and being honest and wearing a mask if they're not vaccinated. So let's do all we can to protect ourselves and each other as we continue to move forward, not backwards. Right. You know, I, I think we can all agree that no one wants that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk now about people who have not been vaccinated. First of all, we strongly recommend that you get vaccinated. It really is our ticket to freedom from this pandemic. And the experts advise to delay travel until you're fully vaccinated. And if you must travel, here's the guidance. All right, first for domestic travel, get a COVID test one to three days before your trip. While you're traveling, keep doing those things that we've been practicing during the pandemic. Wear a mask, wash or sanitize your hands often, avoid crowds, stay six feet away from people who aren't traveling with you. And then after you you return, get a COVID test three to five days after travel. And, And here's the difference between the recommendations for vaccinated versus unvaccinated individuals. If you're not vaccinated, stay home and self-quarantine for a full seven days after you travel. Even if you test negative when you get back, you should still stay home and self-quarantine for the full seven days. Now, if your test is positive, isolate yourself to protect others from getting infected. You know, if you don't get tested, then you have to quarantine for a full 10 days. And avoid being around people who are at increased risk for severe illness for 14 days, whether you get tested or not, because that protects them just in case you have an asymptomatic infection. Now, if you're dreaming about a Caribbean vacation and Mm -hmm. who isn't, (laughs) the guidance is to not travel internationally if you're unvaccinated. If you absolutely must, follow the recommendations that Lonray just listed for domestic travel, plus Check the COVID transmission levels at your international destination and follow all of their travel, testing, or quarantine requirements. And you'll need to get tested within three days of boarding a plane to return to the U.S. or show documentation that you recently recovered from COVID-19. All right. So if you're a parent or other guardian, you're probably wondering, you know, what about us? So maybe you, the adult, are vaccinated, but your kids are not yet vaccinated because the COVID vaccines are not approved for your kid's age yet, or there may be an adult in the home who is immunocompromised and either can't get the vaccine or it may not have been effective for that person due to their medical condition. Because right now, kids ages 12 and up can get a COVID vaccine. And we're hoping um, with time that, you know, with the studies showing effectiveness and safety that that age will decrease and younger kids can get vaccinated as well. But for now, you know, it's kids age 12 and up. 
And between Lisa and me, we have we have five kids under the age of twelve. <laughs> it's hard to believe, <laughs> right? So what should we do? I mean, other than leaving them behind and having a mom's weekend in the Bahamas. <laughs> Besides I, that, what should we do? I, I totally assumed that was our plan. <laughs> but until the vaccines are available for all ages, one of the best things we can do to protect kids is to make sure that the adults around them are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So again, let's do our part with vaccinating ourselves and using our experiences to encourage others to get the vaccine. And as we discussed back in episode 11 on COVID, kids, and pandemic academics, kids are, you know, they're less likely to develop severe disease from coronavirus compared to adults, but it's not always a benign illness. And there are lots of gray areas, fewer specific guidelines when it comes to travel for a family with vaccinated adults and unvaccinated kids. So we've put together some um, some information here, but really what your family chooses to do depends partly on your level of risk tolerance. So here are some questions to ask yourself. First, what is the COVID situation where we're going? And are there any restrictions on travelers? So make sure you check the website for the state, territorial, tribal, or local health department for your destination. And look for the latest information on COVID rates in that area and any travel restrictions that they might have. We'll link to those in the show notes, along with a CNN article that compiles all the testing, quarantine, and mask requirements for travelers to each state. At this time, most states don't have testing or quarantine requirements, but some do. So you want to check before you plan your trip and avoid areas with high transmission rates if possible. And second, how will we get there? You know, driving, especially with fewer stops to crowded rest areas, is safer generally than flying. We actually recently took a family trip by car. And even with three kids under the age of six, it wasn't too bad. Just moderately chaotic, which, you know, it's just a tad above our baseline of mild chaos. (laughs) The kids actually really enjoyed it and it felt, you know, much safer than flying for us. But if you need to fly, be sure to check out your airline's website for their requirements and be sure to bring your mask along and plan to keep your mask on for the entire flight and eat before or after you land. So third question to ask yourself, where are we staying? You know, a rented house with just your family is safer than a large hotel where you might frequently be in contact with other people. Again, it's not black or white, just a spectrum of less safe to more safe. Have you seen these uh, treehouse rentals that have become really popular? Mm-hmm. That is definitely one way to distance yourself from others. I mean, I would I would consider it. I wouldn't yes. need to be convinced. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So you can get a treehouse and be far away from other people if you're, you know, if you want the like convenience of a hotel. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, it's not not that we're saying you should not do that, but um, but wherever you're staying, you'll want to wear a mask where people are congregating, like at the front desk check in or when they're taking your bags. You know, there's several things to look for when you get to a hotel or you can call ahead of time and ask them about this as you're planning your trip. So look for hand sanitizing stations in the common areas or staff wearing masks and and plastic shields to know that the hotel is really taking your safety seriously. Since the virus has been found to stay in the air for about one to three hours, you're probably fine once you get into your room if the previous renters left you know, several hours prior. Um, but look to see that they have signage saying that the housekeeping disinfects their hands before making the beds or doing other work and that they have done a deep cleaning, especially of high touch areas like remote controls and doorknobs 
and flat surfaces like tables. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to take disinfectant wipes with you and do a quick Mm -hmm. wipe down yourself. Um, Personally, we'd probably stay out of the large indoor hotel dining rooms or restaurants. Um, You know, many of them are still closed for now anyway. Yeah, I agree. So the last question to ask yourself is, who will be at our destination? Only family or friends whose vaccination status we know? Or strangers or crowds, like at a beach or amusement park? Certainly avoid crowded indoor places, like indoor play spaces. You don't know everyone's vaccine status there, and kids are likely to be in close proximity to one another. Crowded areas may be safer if outdoors, but your unvaccinated child should wear a mask if it's not possible to stay six feet away from other people. So that brings us to the next question of, you know, in what circumstances do unvaccinated people, including children, need to wear masks? The safest answer is to continue wearing a mask in most settings when you're not in your home with your own family members. For unvaccinated people to be well protected by those of us who are vaccinated, we have to reach herd immunity in this country. So with about 70 to 80 percent of people being vaccinated and we're just not there yet. You know, so unvaccinated people should wear a mask except in the following situations. So one, if you're outside with only your household members, say like you're taking a walk. Two, if you're at a small gathering of fully vaccinated people, then you might not need a mask. The CDC doesn't define what small is, but think of, you know, two families coming together for dinner at one home, that kind of thing. The people who are vaccinated do not need masks, even if the kids are unvaccinated, as long as everyone is considered medically low risk. The unvaccinated kids do not have to wear a mask if they're from the same household. Personally, I might not have my kids wear masks to see their vaccinated relatives, but if they're playing inside with young friends, then yes, they would wear masks. And I wouldn't consider an indoor restaurant a small gathering. So if you're traveling with your unvaccinated child, it's safer to eat outdoors if you're at a restaurant, or if you must be indoors, then only with the group who's traveling together. And three, um, the American Academy of Pediatrics also does not encourage masks for water activities like swimming or when it could be unsafe, like gymnastics. And four, this is a scenario that we've been getting a lot of questions about. In a busy playground, unvaccinated kids playing with one another are recommended to wear masks while the vaccinated adults do not have to. But I've heard many parents say that they will still wear a mask so the children still feel like, you know, hey, we're in this together um, or to model good mask wearing. And I'm hearing other parents say that, you know, with clear and caring explanations, their young children understand why their parents are unmasked while even the kids have to wear a mask. So I don't think there's one single right answer to that question or that situation. And it just depends on your comfort level and your child's ability to understand those nuances. You know, more than anything, the unvaccinated kids kind of all playing around together in a playground, they do need masks and adults can kind of make a decision on their own. And of course, again, everyone, regardless of vaccination status, is still required to wear a mask on planes and other forms of public transportation. And though we can constantly remind children to keep their hands to themselves, sometimes we even try to make it a game about keeping our hands in our pockets. In reality, it's impossible to keep children from touching surfaces (laughs) along the way. So really, you may also want to keep hand sanitizer and disinfectant wipes handy when you travel. And last point about masks. Is there a preferred type of mask? You know, pediatric and public health groups recommend cloth or surgical masks with multiple layers of fabric 
or an even more specialized mask, like a KN95 mask. You know, so a KN95, it's not a must. You know, if your child will keep any two to three layer cloth face mask on because he or she likes the colors, then mm-hmm. go with it. Bottom line, mask mandates vary widely from state to state and even county to county. With unvaccinated kids in tow, I think it's you know, very reasonable to err on the side of caution and have the whole family wear a mask if you're outside and social distancing isn't possible. Or if you're inside with unvaccinated people who are not part of your household or your bubble. So we've made that our simple rule in our family, and it hasn't been too difficult. And don't forget, kids under two should not be wearing a mask. So while there aren't laws prohibiting travel for babies, it's advisable to avoid high-risk travel for those under two years old unless you absolutely have to. And that brings us to our Physician Mom Hack of the Week. Okay, I have to admit that even before this pandemic, I didn't love touching things like elevator buttons or door handles in parking garages. I'm not a germaphobe. Like, you know, I think anyone with kids realizes that you have to become very comfortable with all types of germs very quickly. Mm -hmm. But you never know how often some of these, you know, public surfaces are cleaned and who wants to increase their risk of getting sick. And I think COVID has probably made us all even less comfortable with touching these kinds of surfaces. So our hack of the week is an awesome little invention that's an easy, convenient way to avoid touching these things. There are small tools that have a rubber end that you can use to press buttons and a hook to open doors. And some also have a second smaller hook that you can use to open bottles, I guess, to enjoy that bottle of Coke with your clean hands. (laughs) And these tools are small enough to fit in your pocket or your wallet or on your keychain, and many cost only two or three dollars each. So look for one that's made of copper, which is known to be a a metal that viruses and bacteria don't grow well on. And for maximum protection, you might want to wipe it down after using it before you put it back in your pocket or wherever. So that's an extra step, but at least it saves your chapped hands from yet another layer of Mm -hmm. alcohol hand sanitizer or from filling up trash bags with disposable gloves. And there are different brands, so just search online for No Touch Copper Tool but we'll link to one in the show notes, but any brand will do. But we love that this little tiny object can make it so much easier to go out and about outside your home. So before we go, we have to acknowledge the fact that thinking about travel right now is a huge privilege. Access to COVID vaccines is still woefully lacking in many communities in the U.S. and in most of the world. You know, Plus, many countries like India in particular and Nepal are experiencing a devastating rise in COVID infections and deaths. And our hearts and prayers really, really go out to everyone who's suffering right now. So please, as you're listening to our show, we ask that you go to our show notes at hippocratichosts.com. And we have on there in the show notes ways that you can support the international efforts to curb this pandemic. So that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Just a friendly reminder, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, And we would love if you subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it so much. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend about the podcast. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks for joining us for season two. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to Health at Home with the Hippocratic Hosts. 
Remember that all views expressed here are our own, not our employers, and all content is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice nor the establishment of a doctor-patient relationship. Always consult your own physician or healthcare team for any medical issues. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us, subscribe, and tell a friend. And check out our website at www.hippocratichosts.com for show notes on this and all our episodes. Can't wait to chat with you next time.